Hello, hello. Hi, welcome to my channel. My name is Emmy from Emmy Evolving. If this is your first time joining me, thank you for finding me. If this is not your first time, thank you for coming back. So here I am live on Facebook and YouTube simultaneously. <clears throat> I'm about to do a reading. And my readings are more like talks, to be honest. <laughs> They're less like readings, more like talks. It's perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. So here I am about to do a reading. And this one, I believe, is going to be very intense. It's about the fear that you feel with this upcoming change. Change is coming swiftly. Okay? Change is coming swiftly. And ew. <laughs> <laughs> ew. Nah, not ew. I suddenly feel like a romantic aspect to this. So we'll see how this plays out. We shall see. We shall see. Let me just go ahead. I've shuffled all the decks. I just want to shuffle it again one more time. And let me just pull a couple cards here. Let's put them all right there. These two decks are... Thick. <laughs> they are thick. Yeah. All right. So we'll pull a skinny stack and a skinny stack and a stack of there. And then we'll just shuffle here. So there's a lot of change coming, right? And I'm feeling like for this reading, Maybe a lot of this change doesn't even have to do with you. I feel like this is another one of those readings. <laughs> That's how I feel. I feel like this is going to be another one of those readings. That's not a bad thing, but we're just kind of trying to prep you guys for <clears throat> whatever this reading is going to be. Okay? Okay. So let's get started. All right, here it goes. Mm -hmm. This is about someone whose foundation has been turned upside down. A person who has been struggling through something very, very deeply. It's a very profound struggle. Yeah, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's something that is really intense that they are going through. <laughs> Let me stop with my sarcasm. Okay, power in reverse. They, they feel very disempowered. Whoever this is, whatever it is that they went through in their homeland, it turned their foundation upside down. It made them feel very, very weak. Um, I don't think that they're a weak person. I think that they feel very weak. They feel as though they don't know who they've become. They feel as though they don't know anything about anything at this point. They're very turned upside down. The ethos that they are surrounded by is something that is just not in alignment with who they are. Oh my God, this is such a beautiful person. This is such a beautiful person. Like I suddenly have this feeling like it's, it's, it's almost like a resonance. Um, 
like they see life very, very similar to the way that I see life. And that causes a level of sensitivity that is just so painful for them to, um, for them to experience. And because they're such a sensitive person and that sensitivity was, is what causes their gifts to become so much more profound. Um, it, it creates like a, a sense of positive disintegration. Like they are, their bonds with the people in their environment have been disintegrating as they have increased in sensitivity and awareness. Oh, this is sad. This is seriously sad. So shadow, they're looking at themselves in the mirror at this point, and they see simply a shadow of the person they used to be. And that's just not, I, I don't feel like that's, that's the reality of things. I feel like they're, they're still in the process of recalibrating what this whole experience means to them, but they're missing a component. I don't know if this is you or if this is a cross watcher that I'm talking about. But this is someone who is missing a component that maybe they're aware is missing. Maybe they don't know what the component component even is. Maybe you're the component. If it's a cross watcher, maybe you're the component. Um, I know for me in the past like two weeks or so, maybe three weeks at this point, um, there's been a lot of change, a lot of very swift, very um, pronounced change. And these changes, I was just thinking about this in the shower, actually, now that I think about it, um, these changes did a reshuffling of my life and it created a massive space for the proper component to enter. Like these were things that I wasn't even thinking about, you know, Th these were not things that I was considering, things I was thinking about. And events that were basically out of my control, um, it created not just an opportunity, but the surety. Oh, that's mm, the surety of what happened next. So I was in a workshop um, like a month ago, right? I don't go to workshops, but this one I felt like I had to go. It was a Christian ministry workshop, um, and it had to do with forming a nonprofit, a faith-based organization. Now, the people who were hosting it were amazing, amazing, amazing couple, really, really like them. And they were basically prophesizing for some of the guests. They weren't able to do that for me. <laughs> people often can't read me, so it's fine. Uh, but um, someone I knew was in that workshop and the host became aware that we knew each other and that we were fairly close and, and the host couldn't read for me, but she said, um, this person that I knew that was in the workshop would be the very reason that I, I achieve what I achieve and it's going to be a big deal. And it was this thing of, it clicked in my head this morning. The absence of that person is the very reason I'm going to achieve what I'm going to achieve. We didn't understand it when we heard it. That 
everything that person would do would guarantee the next part of my life. Sometimes it requires the person's absence in order for you to be able to grow. That was profound, profound, profound. I realized that this morning when the soap in my eye, <laughs> when the shampoo got in my eye and I was just like, oh my God, um, because there's essential oils in my shampoo. Uh, and then it, it clicked like, wow, that's the final gift. And in that, in that situation, I was gifted with a second thing, the opportunity for the right components to be present, the right things that are necessary to do the right type of work. I think what's going on is this fear of letting go of the things that we've grown so accustomed to, and that fear being the very thing that is crippling you and your growth, whether this is for a cross-watcher whether this is for you, this is something that is really carrying within it the potentiality of catapulting you to a whole nother stratosphere, a whole nother space of existence. And if you are going to reject this, if you are going to push it away out of fear, you're going to miss out on so much, on so much. And so here's the person, they're looking at themselves, thinking they're nothing but a shadow of the person they used to be. I don't think it's that message, though. I look at that card and I see, mm, you are developing the level of maturity necessary to traverse the lands of shadow within your heart. You're about to retrieve some massive power. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing. What many of us don't understand, see, a lot of the spiritual teachings that are being propagated, because it's propaganda, <laughs> um, they talk and talk and talk of um, light. You know, you want to be in the light, in the light, in the light. You know, light warrior, light worker, light, 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 love and light, 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 light. Here's the thing. There's nothing profound stored in the light. Let that really just percolate through your brain. There is nothing profound stored in the light. Nothing. So you compare, and you know, this might be a little tacky, but you compare a basic soldier with someone who is special ops. Basic soldier, you're most likely going to be fighting in the light. That's fine. Nothing wrong with that. A higher level of function, a higher level of training, a higher level of purpose. Baby boo, you're not doing nothing in the light. I'm not talking about shady behavior. I'm talking about understanding the most profound things occur in the cover of darkness. Do you grow a baby in the light? No, you don't. That seed of life is concealed in darkness and shadow, growing in the secret of its mother's womb. 
protected from everything, including the light. The most profound things happen in the shadows. Shadow work, that helps you to reach higher levels of understanding of yourself, your soul, your purpose, your passion, your path. We are so afraid of the darkness. Why? That's the lower level function of the brain. That's the survival. That has to do with a time before we became hybridized peoples. That has to do with nothing but survival of a species that really was too weak to become any type of apex, anything in any environment we existed in. any environment that we existed in. And then we developed and we grew. And we began to lose our fear of the darkness and the shadow because we began to understand the potentiality that is embedded in our DNA. We are genetically programmed for success and peace. It takes psychological and societal programming to convince us otherwise. Really let the words that I'm saying just filter through your mind. Allow this flow of truth to be the very thing that cleanses all of that disillusionment, that distortion from your brain and your perception. You know, I was talking to my private group yesterday, the people who are part of my Soul Sanctuary ministry area, and... I was talking about how, you know, filters are designed to basically catch all the dirt, all the filth, filter, filth, right? And if you continue to view life through filters, you're going to continue to use the dirtiest aspects of you to see the world. How do you overcome this handicap? Because it is a handicap. You start just seeing without using filters. You see it for exactly what it is. There's no more filters of your trauma, of your pain, of your fears of abandonment. Your trauma responses are the worst filters to filter things through. Yet they are the first type of filter we run and use. The most powerful things about you are hidden in the shadows within your heart because you need to reach a specific level of emotional, intellectual, energetic maturity to have the courage to traverse those lands. In search of you, you think you're looking for someone and all you're really looking for is an external projection of your truth. Why are we all out looking, well, not we, why are all you out <laughs> looking for your twin, twin this, twin this, 20 twin, 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 twinners? <laughs> Why are y'all out looking for your twins? Because that's the most perfect reflection of you and all of your distortions. It's an external projection of your internal circumstance. You think that if you bond with someone who has the same exact trauma as you, you'll feel whole you'll feel a whole lot of more trauma is what you will. Unless the two of you have reached a certain level of maturity, emotional and intellectual maturity, energetic maturity, 
Akashic maturity, morphogenetic maturity. That's just a trauma stew, percolite. And <laughs> yeah, you know, that's just, I don't know what that is, but that's not going to be good. That's not going to be good. I'm not opposed to twin connections. I'm, I'm really not. I know I've painted myself as being opposed to it. Um, I'm opposed to the teachings, the bullshit teachings that are being spread about twin connections. That's what I'm opposed to. That's what gets me all salté. <laughs> That's what makes me exist in an ocean-like salination state. <laughs> um, chalice, fulfillment. Ooh, <laughs> shoot. I just lost my humor. <laughs> Y'all who are like, that's a whole lot of water she just drank. We trying to thin out the salt. <laughs> We're trying to thin out the salt, okay? We're just trying to reduce the level of salt. Okay. Chalice fulfillment. Pal Pal <laughs> I can't even say it. Paladorian contracts are about to be fulfilled. If you know what I mean, then you know what I mean. If you don't know what I mean, then you don't know what I mean. So let me explain. <laughs> For some of us, we have Peladorian contracts that exist with other people. Uh, these contracts are non-negotiable. They're irrevocable. They are in, they exist in per, uh, perpetuity. <laughs> They're just forever contracts. You can't change them. Trust me, I've tried. I've so tried. I've been able to change every single contract except Paladorian contracts. These you get, <laughs> you get electrified. You cannot change these. You cannot add addendums. You cannot delay. You cannot any of that. These are ironclad contracts. They cannot be undone. Whoever you have a Paladorian contract with, and don't try and convince yourself that you have a contract with someone because that's how you're going to mess yourself up. I already heard whoever that is. I heard you. Oh my God. Is that the contract I have? No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. That is not the contract you have. Do not play yourself. I'm telling you, you're going to seriously hurt your feelings. If you go down that rabbit hole, how do I know I have a Paladorian contract with someone? You won't. You won't know. The human brain is not capable of computing to that degree. It has so many nuances to it, the, the, the Paladorian contract. It's a multiple lifetime contractual agreement. It exists through multiple lifetimes. This is not a one lifetime thing, okay? People who are in your soul family, and you continue to incarnate together, it's probably a Paladorian contract. At the next contractual <laughs> meeting, I'm going to ask to have some people written out. 
<laughs> because you done messed up for too many lifetimes. I'm joking. I'm joking. You can't do that. I tried that too. Um, <laughs> Watchtower of the East. Spring is upside down. So whatever's going on, they're still upside down. Okay. They're still upside down. So we have to just give ourselves or this person the time to right side up. Okay. Intensification in reverse. So things are going to intensify so long as they are still upside down. I don't know if they refers to you or if it refers to whoever this reading is about. Book of Shadows secret. Remember, we were just talking about entering into that valley of shadows, right? The shadows that exist within your heart. Um, there's something secret in there. There's something secret in there. <laughs> if I ask a pendulum about my potential Paladorian contract, will it be able to tell me if I do? Let's ask Bish. Bish. All right. Bish. Sorry. Bish. How are you going to say no? I haven't even asked yet. <laughs> Bish, quit messing around. Bish. Would a pendulum be able to tell us if we have a Paladorian contract with an individual? No. Bish, are you telling us the truth? Yes. Bish, do you have never-ending Paladorian level celestial love for me? <laughs> she does! <laughs> Bish, do you know that I love you too? I know my love is like Capricorn love, but do you feel it? <laughs> She's like, no answer. <laughs> Bish has Paladorian, never-ending celestial love for me. Zaija wasn't asking the question right this whole time. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Anywho, Guardian, this... For some of you, this is a guardian of your heart. I don't know what that means. A guardian of your heart. So like a bouncer <laughs> of your heart. Oh my God. This is something, someone who has had their life upside down since winter. <sighs> I, I, have we entered spring? I don't think we have. We're still in winter, so no biggie, no biggie. Okay. For whoever this is, they went through something that lacked integrity. They went through something that lacked integrity. Ooh, okay, if we look at it right side up, right? Right side up. <clears throat> so people think, oh my God. So let me break something down for you, okay? Hold up, let me just 
Google this, okay? We need to Google. <laughs> the question, what demon uses eagles? <laughs> okay, let me just stop. Okay, hold on, hold on. Okay. Let me look up my Goisha. <laughs> An unclean bird. <laughs> okay. okay, hold on. Hold on. I just gotta stop. I don't know why I find this funny. It's not funny. Okay. I don't want to look this up. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not meant to talk about this. <clears throat> maybe I'm just not meant to talk about this. Okay. So there is a demonic thing that is attached to eagles. Not, I'm not saying all eagles are demonic. I'm saying there is a demonic being that has been, assigned a bird which happens to be an eagle so this is about somebody who went through this awakening you know for those who are in my class you you know exactly what this is don't write it in the comments please leave it very quiet <laughs> and uh and their third eye so they went through this awakening and next thing you know that's the very thing that caused there are, I guess you could say, demonic struggles, okay? I don't believe that this person is demonic themselves. I believe they are going through one hell of a trauma-induced accretion. I believe they are going through some serious, serious trauma-induced accretion, and it sucks. It sucks. They're going through something that sucks so bad, so bad. So, and a lot of their struggle comes from the fact that it's hard for them to let go of whatever this is. If you're going to keep holding on to the very thing that keeps traumatizing you, how the heck are you going to heal? You're not, but I'm not going to say nothing about it. You are free to make your life choices in whatever way you choose, okay? You are free to choose, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Um, that was just weird seeing that. Okay, you are free to decide whatever you wanna decide for yourself. I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just stating the facts of, if you keep allowing yourself to be harmed, If you keep allowing yourself to be harmed, then, you know, then you're going to be harmed. Okay. When you volunteer to be the sacrificial lamb, they're going to sacrifice you. That's just kind of how some people are. When you volunteer to be a sacrificial lamb, you will be sacrificed. So stop volunteering is what I'm trying to say. Hey guys, I just want to share something super freaking amazing. Okay. I just got approved. 
to be an Apple developer. What? <laughs> um, I'm serious. <clears throat> so we're we're officially going to be developing things for Apple. That's just amazing. I don't have any apps ready, but we're going to be. We're going to be. Okay. Apple has just welcomed me into the Apple family. And don't tell me nothing about the Apple and Eve and, you know, just, <laughs> just accept my accomplishment for what it is an accomplishment. Just don't. Okay. Anywho, anywho, <laughs> big things is happening. Okay. Guidance. Oh, gratitude. Mm. See, the card is gratitude, but all I can fixate on is that. Like something, all of those tentacles, tentacles. Uh, yeah, no, this is a person. Oh, it's not them refusing to let go. It's the demon Horita. <laughs> the demon Horita's in their life is refusing to let go. Oh, that's why I'm thankful for my Capricorn energy. I'm so thankful for it. I love the way Capricorn pairs with Pisces because it's just this thing of like, I can love so hard and I could just shut it all off. I'm not joking. I'm very serious. I can love so hard, like, whew, just so hard, just like love you. And then I could be like, oh, turn it off. And then it's off. And then it's off. When we allow people to emotionally manipulate us, the operative word is allow. The operative word is allow. When we allow, we are giving permission. We are allowing people to do these things to us, to emotionally manipulate us. And that's just, no. No, 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 unconditional love. Y'all don't, don't confuse unconditional love with enablement. Those are two very different things. Okay. Ooh. So she, I think that's why I like you. I love Aquarius. She says, I have Aquarius in my chart. I think it helps to be direct and cut out people with some ease. So here's the thing. Triple whammy. <laughs> Not only is Capricorn in a dominant placement in my chart. I'm an Aquarius cuss. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm good off people who are like that at this point where it's like, they have you under this emotional type of, um, imprisonment. I mean, y'all, I'm not trying to be all violenta. 
<laughs> I'm just totally making up words at this point. I'm not trying to be violenta, okay? Here's the thing. <clears throat> when you take two swords and you position them just right, it becomes scissors. How, come on. Hello. Hello. That's what I'm talking about. Scissors. We're going to cut them out. We're going to snip them out. You have to cut that kind of BS out. You do. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm so serious right now. It does not matter who it is. When we allow the, the labels that we affix on people to be the very thing that serves as the shackles that then attaches to that emotional wall of manipulation, I mean, <sighs> so change is coming. Change is coming. And this change is going to be the type of thing that... <clears throat> That makes you clear your throat. It's just going to make you clear your throat. Right. That's nice, Lisa. She says, you're right, Emmy. I keep telling myself, build connections, not attachments. That's a powerful statement. Balance. There's no balance. They're upside down. How are they going to balance? How are they going to balance? They don't know where their center is. They've been rocked from center and they don't know where their center is. I think I should do tattoos today. On myself. I think I'm going to do one more. But not here because that shit hurts. I don't know where. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but I think I need one more tattoo. I need to experience the feeling of the... <laughs> We're going to do that. I think I'm going to ask my husband if I can tattoo him as well. Celestial teacher. They feel like they're not learning. You know, they feel like they're not learning. It's this thing of, or maybe they're not learning. Maybe I'm misunderstanding and they keep repeating the same lesson. I have zero patience for people who are like that. <laughs> I just don't. You keep doing the same thing, expecting a different outcome. That's a definition of insanity, right? So I hear you got to do something different if you want a different life. They refuse to surrender. Be stubborn. That's fine. But the only thing you're fighting is you. It's the only thing you're fighting. You. You. Okay, they're on a sacred journey. That's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to be looping in on yourself over and over and over. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's a thing, but not necessarily a bad thing. So they're taking the roundabout way. Oh, shoot. So I used to play with snakes when I was little. <laughs> I grew up like a tomboy. What? <laughs> I used to play with snakes when I was little. I would catch garter snakes, gopher snakes, all kind of different snakes. And then when we got a little bit older, my siblings, because I have nothing but brothers, they then decided to get swamp creatures. <laughs> I'm talking about um, they had pythons, reticulated, ball pythons, all kind of different things, right? Uh, constrictors, like just all sorts of different types of big AF snakes. And 
one of the things that I realized, because one time I was at my brother's house, um, my brother that I helped take care of, I was at his house. I was like maybe 18 and he had a stationary bike in one of the extra bedrooms. And so I was going ham on this stationary bike. And then next thing you know, the door slowly opens and he is crazy because this snake literally was just picked up off the swamp. I don't know. It was not domestic. <laughs> I don't know where he got it from, but I pretty sure that just got scooped up from the swamp the, the week before they gave it to him. And this snake comes into the room. So its head is like the size of my fist. And it must have been like 13 feet long or something like that. Like really big snake. It was a constrictor. And 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 then I I did some Ariana Grande. <laughs> Maneuver, you best believe my ass was standing on the seat real quick, holding the handlebars. And um, and so I started screaming because I could feel that it wanted me. I don't know in what way I could feel it. It was fixated on me. And so my brother came real quick and he picked up the last third of the snake. And at the time he was a bodybuilder like 200 something pound bodybuilder, right? Swole. And he was leaning back and the snake was so strong that it was off of the floor. And it was just like, I'm coming, my baby boo. I was like, no, no. So now I'm riding on the, I'm standing one foot on the seat of this stationary bike and one foot on the handlebars like it's a surfboard. <laughs> I'm like, no. And he's he's yelling at me to quit freaking out. But I'm like, it wants to eat me for real. Like it literally wants to eat me. And he's like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. And this thing, I, I don't, I told him I'm going to kill your snake if it comes near me. I did. I told him that. I don't know how I would kill it, but I was like, I will kill it. I will kill it. Do not let it go. Do not let it go. And I was so scared. And I'm not really scared of snakes, but this one had intentions. I'm telling you, it was fresh from the swamp. And at the time I was maybe like a hundred pounds. I you could easily eat me. And, and what ended up happening that I'm thinking of, he's basically telling me like to look at its neck. It was full stretched out. And I didn't give a damn about its neck. I was just like, what can I throw at it? But I'm about to start doing Spider-Man crawls up the wall. Like, I don't even give a damn. I legit don't give a damn. And then I realized this. So you look at that, right? That's like a snake-like figure. The, the top, maybe third or fourth of the snake, if it is not in an S position, it's not going to strike you. It needs to pull back and be in that S position before it strikes you. He's like, you're scaring my snake. I don't give a shit if it's scared. I can feel something coming from it. And then, you know, <clears throat> as soon as he was saying that, then it put its head in an S position. And then that's when I screamed. <laughs> 
like really, really loud. Because at that point, then I knew like, oh, I was not imagining this. It really seriously wants to eat me. I blame Victoria's Secret lotions. <laughs> because at the time, I was working at Victoria's Secret. And I had just finished work and I came to visit my brother and I decided to work out in his extra room. And um, the ladies that I was working with, a new product came out and it had to do with pheromones. And they were, <clears throat> they hadn't sold enough that day. And so they put the pheromones <laughs> all over me. They literally, they like, like put it all over, all over my neck, my arms, everything, everywhere they could put it. And then they had me stand in front of the store, like going like this <laughs> with a piece of paper. So I had pheromones all over me. I don't know what they thought was going to happen, but I had pheromones all over me. And that's what brought the snake. So ending the tangent, you're afraid of this person who's on their spiritual journey, right? They have no intention of striking out at you. There's no intention of hurting or harming you. None. None at all. None. So why are you not willing to surrender? And I think that's what you're fighting. I think had I just stayed calm, because the more I freaked myself out, the more I began to glisten. I don't sweat, I glisten. The more I began to glisten, and as my pores opened up even more from all my sweating and screaming, um, I think that amplified all of that pheromone stuff that I had all over me. <clears throat> what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say that it's your very fear that brings in the worst case scenario. It's your very fear. Luckily, my, my brother's um, then, I think, I don't know if that was his wife already. I don't know, his girlfriend. Um, she was home too. And then he realized like, oh shit, the snake's really gonna eat my sister. <laughs> and so he had her get a pillowcase and some ice. Because all you have to do if the snake starts to wrap around you, you put ice and it will, it will kind of be averse to the ice. I didn't want to be squished. <laughs> so I didn't even want the ice. I was just like screaming. And he had to pull it kind of like a rope until he got to the last third of the snake. It's like 13 feet long. Like those should not be pets unless they were raised from babies. You can't have them as adults like that. And and then he put its head in a pillowcase and, and then it was done. <laughs> and then I didn't come over for a while. And then when he said his snake got sick, I was like, good, <laughs> good. I'm not coming over until it's gone. Take it to the vet and donate it somewhere. I think a lot of the fear is really what's causing you to make yourself struggle even more. A lot of the fear that you experience, <clears throat> you know, did you let him have one in the house or was it in his, oh, I was at his house. <laughs> um, he, he had his own place. And, and so <laughs> you weren't going to tell him what to have and not have. 
<laughs> and and once that snake was gone, um, then he decided to <laughs> replace it with a a, a caiman. <laughs> That's like a mini a mini alligator. <laughs> it's like he goes. He had this like above ground pond in his backyard. <clears throat> He's like really into like shamanic design and tribal stuff, right? So he has this above ground pond in his backyard. And I'm like, oh, it's a koi pond. I was like, yo, you got a koi pond? He goes, go look in it. Tell me why this thing tried to jump out. <laughs> it tried to jump out and bite me in the face. I was like, you're a dick. Why can't you have regular animals like a freaking guinea pig or something <laughs> why does it always have to be things that eat other things like why can't you just have normal pets and he was cracking up <laughs> he was cracking up yeah no he's into like really really uh exotic type animals um his fish tank it wasn't regular fish he had an arowana that was like this big <laughs> I was like, why do you need these things? <laughs> why do you need these types of living things? The kind that like will, will eat you. Card number 21, ah, mirrored souls. This is someone who mirrors fear. This is absolutely someone who mirrors the fear you have of your growth. You know, your growth. Why are you so afraid of your growth? I'm legit at a point where it's like, oh, someone want to come forward? Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, you think my brother's a Scorpio? I don't know. I should probably run his birth chart. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. He likes weird stuff like that. He likes weird stuff. <laughs> this is the brother who was given an African gray. And the African gray, it's a parrot, right? <laughs> and that thing, that parrot, his name was Mandingo. Mandingo was crazy. <laughs> He'd be talking about all kind of crazy things like twomps and stuff. <laughs> it cracked me up. I'm like, where did you get this parrot from? Like, really, what's up, though? <laughs> like, why is it? Why is it saying all of this stuff to me? <laughs> and he would just laugh. He would just laugh, you know? Anywho, this is a person, this mirrored soul is a person who shares your same fears, your same insecurities. This is someone who is very similar to you. I'm wondering if this has to do with someone who is connected to you in the same way, you know? I'm just saying. Um, yeah, girl, the predators. You ever <laughs> said she used to work at a zoo as a veterinarian? That must have been fun, though. I don't know. I think he should have been a veterinarian. He likes all of these exotic animals. It's crazy. All right. Have faith. <laughs> have faith. I don't know how to feel about this image because it's like a child's hand with what appears to be draconian <laughs> a child holding a draconian's hand 
let's let's see what it says in the book. All right. Bow to your partners. Then you turn around. Okay. We often associate the word faith with religion, but the two are not mutually exclusive. Believing so can limit our understanding. Faith is also defined as having complete trust and confidence, often in a manner that defies logic. It cannot be explained. It just is. Faith is powerful. It gives us a reason for being. It reminds us that we have a purpose and gives us the courage to find it. I think what's being said is that this person, you're going to give this person a reason for being. You're going to give this person a reason for being. Okay, so this is like a really intense soul connection. This might, for some, select few, have to do with literal Paladorian contracts that involve consciousness evolution for the collective whole. Bish, Bish, are, is everything that I am picking up on accurate? Yes. So is this for the people who this reading is for? Is this an indication that interaction must take place very soon? Yes. Within the next week? No. Within the next month? No. Within the next three months? I'm assuming it's within three months. Bish stopped moving. <laughs> She's not going to tell me. I already know. Her love is celestial love. She don't give a shit if my feelings are hurt. <laughs> um, within the next three months, within the next three months, that faith is going to ripen into a state of gnosis. When you allow faith and hope to ripen into the fruit that it's meant to be, it enters into a state of gnosis, a knowing. You no longer have to trust. You just know. Excuse me. When you enter into gnosis and you know, you no longer have a fear of how it's going to play out. Oh, what if this? What if that? You just know at the end of the day, it's going to be in your best interest. Okay? In your best interest. <clears throat> Hush and listen. What are we listening to? Mikaela, <clears throat> what are we listening to? Um, <laughs> we're listening to Marlene. So, Marlene says... I'm not going to quote her. <laughs> okay. It's integral for us to remain open to the various potentialities that are being slated for the immediate future. So we have to remain open. We can't allow ourselves to shut down out of fear, out of an attempt to control 
we can't allow ourselves to shrink back down to a space that is not meant for us. <clears throat> this can be the arrival of a business opportunity. This can be the arrival of a new friendship. This can be the arrival of a new relationship. When I see new, when I say new relationship, it doesn't necessarily mean a new person. It can be an old person who's been reborn into a new way of living, existing being. A queen bee. This tells me, well, Marlene tells me, something about having entered into a state of being the queen that you are. Do y'all know about bridegroom chambers? Have, have you guys heard about that? to be kept in the spiritual chamber of the bridegroom and to wait for the groom to arrive. I'm suddenly really, really cold. I'm like really, really cold. <clears throat> Um, okay. Follow the moon. The moon is a feminine energy. It's yin energy, the counterpart of yang. This is the receiver, not the transmitter. If you step into this space of queenship, you must listen to what the moon is being asked to receive. Follow the moon. It's, it reminds me of this concept that I had considered, and <clears throat> I know I'm not alone. <laughs> it reminds me of this concept that I had considered years ago. Do I want to be a son? No. I'm more like the moon. This source of light that's not as bright as the sun. But on the darkest night, it more than serves its purpose to be able to love someone in the darkest corners of their minds and heart, to be able to be invited into the darkest of spaces and to be cherished in that way. You know what I mean? 
Follow the moon. You are the moon for somebody. They follow you. If this is someone who's been immersed in shadow, they're in darkness. They're in a space of darkness. I mean, that must be why they see you as being so bright, like so bright. Oh, wow. Hold on. Okay, Celine. Um, okay. <clears throat> so, hold on. Gnosticism. I wonder what the Essenes believed about the moon. talks about Celine. I don't want to know about Celine. I want to know. Oh, my. Creation seeks the retrieval of the pleroma. <clears throat> the pleroma, which leads to the ion. <clears throat> this is a very intense message. This is a very intense message. Let's see. Sometimes what I, I used to do, I used to have this pocket Bible. I used to carry a pocket Bible with me. Crazy, right? <laughs> So I used to carry a pocket Bible, and if I didn't understand the message at hand, I would take the Bible out of my purse, and then I would randomly open it to whatever page, and I would read until I felt like I had to stop reading, and that would usually be the answer, okay? So I'm just going to... Oh, the book of Thomas, the contender. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. So, <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Let me just not. Okay, it's too late. Dang it. It's a dialogue between the resurrected and his brother. The secret words that the Savior spoke. These are just like random snippets that I am being called to look at. And then it says, now, 
Now, since it has been said that you are my twin and true companion. <laughs> Michael, you're a dick. I swear to God. Michael's a dick. So... It says, now, since it has been said that you are my twin and true companion, examine yourself that you may understand who you are in a way that you exist and how you will come to be. Since you are called my brother, it's not fitting that you be ignorant of yourself. And I that I am the knowledge of the truth. So while you accompany me, although you are uncomprehending, you have in fact already come to know and you will be called the one who knows himself. For he who has not known himself has known nothing. But he who has known uh, himself has at the same time already achieved knowledge about the depth of the all. So then you, my brother Thomas, have beheld what is obscure to men, that is, that against which they ignorantly stumble. So she thinks it's funny. <laughs> We're going to have to examine that later. Dang it, Nag Hammadi. <laughs> Dang you, Nag Hammadi. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to tattoo myself today is what it is. That's what we need to feel some pain. <laughs> we, need, we need to feel that. We need to feel that. Okay, anyways. Anyways, so that was the book of Thomas the Contender. We got a contender in the house. Okay, the book of Thomas the Contender. Yes. I get a notice that says, still interested? What? Thank you, Marie. Let's just keep reading. You were born to create. You have to be aware of what you're creating. If you are creating more struggle for yourself, then you need to create, choose to create something else. Okay? Name the thing. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Name the thing. It's this like, <clears throat> it's almost like you are able to view exactly how they feel. They feel very small. They, very, they feel very incapable. They feel like they're barely hanging on to a reality that's trying to be let go of. So there's a lot of fear. It's a lot of fear. It's just a lot of fear. Fear-based actions. Make the sacrifice. They have to be willing to make the sacrifice in order to be in your presence, right? They have to be willing to make some type of sacrifice. And 
I mean, the way this reading is going, it's almost like they have to make the ultimate sacrifice, which is sacrificing every aspect of their life in order to be reborn anew. Like Anunnaki. Anu is one. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So Anu is a real name. It's short for Anurag, meaning love. Also, Anu is a word from Sanskrit, the classic, classical literary language of India. In Sanskrit, Anu has many meanings, including atom and molecule. And as a, as a prefix, it denotes after, together, similar, every, and each. Okay. In Hebrew, anew means us or we. So we must be born anew. The yin are the electrons. No, the yin is the proton. The proton. The electrons. They orbit you. They orbit you. What is this? Like a covalent bond? Interatomic linkage that results from the sharing of an electron pair between two atoms. What's that mean? <clears throat> oh, well. H forms only one bond because it needs only two electrons. Okay, that's a personal stuff. Fission fusion. Exothermic. Gives out energy to its surroundings. So they're entering into an exothermic reaction to you. The heat is being, and then you're going full endothermic, which is internalized. But an energy curve. An exothermic reaction is a chemical reaction in which less energy is needed to break bonds in the reactants that is released when new bonds. So assuming, assuming um, in Mesopotamian religion, Anu was the personification of the sky, the utmost power, the supreme god, the one who contains the entire universe. So Anu, adding that shade of color, that then tells me if you are the moon and they are Anu, 
They are what holds you. It's through them that you travel. In order to reach the elevation of that celestial knowing, it is through them that you travel. They cannot continue, but you travel through them, being witnessed by those on lower planes of dimensional consciousness. Ooh, that's poetry. When you are the sky, even the clouds cannot obscure your view of the moon. This someone is an Anu for you. They are Anu. Mm. Always clear seeing, clear feeling. I heard salient. Most noticeable or important. Archaic. <laughs> okay. What's it mean to become salient? If something stands out in a very obvious way, it can be called salient. Celine. Sometimes I love when, when the messages come this way, but sometimes I don't. <laughs> I think we need to stop reading into that. Anu, you can look up the word yourself. <laughs> see the patterns. They already see your patterns. If you are the moon, they've, they've seen the waxing and waning, the fullness and shrinking away. They see the patterns. And it seems as though they're just waiting for the pattern to be ripe, where whatever stage it is that they believe they should enter, they're just waiting for that. Excuse me, in the next three months, is there a lunar event? Time to rise. So March, April, May, June. Is there an eclipse? Let's see. Hold on. Oh, the solstice. Hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> They're waiting for an alignment, right? Your access is confirmed. Damn it. They're waiting for an alignment. Um, I don't want your special offer. Off my screen. Okay, let's see. So it, I don't know if this is the right year, though. The first supermoon is going to be June 14th. And then June 19th through 27, five, maybe six planets in a row. Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, Moon, Venus, and Mercury. 
Okay. So there's an alignment. An alignment will occur. Um, there's going to be a part solar. Um, let's see. Stay strong. This is not something to be afraid of. It's time to rise. And in order to rise, you have to stay strong, right? In order to rise, you have to stay strong. The best and most efficient way to stay strong is to witness the patterns. When you can witness a pattern, if you have spatial reasoning and you, you're very good at pattern identification, then you can really do some stuff with that. The source of all. The source of all. It's almost like they see you as the source of all. Like you are the end all be all for some reason. That's what I get. I have goosebumps all over for how many minutes now and it's starting to hurt. <laughs> be of service. It's almost like the dragon comes back to hold. To hold her. Hold her in her fullness as she overflows. Protect the wild and green. It's coming back to protect the wild and the green. Are you a wild woman? Are you a wild flower growing haphazardly with no permission? So this is something, this is straight up Paladorian stuff. This has a lot to do with just extremely high levels of purpose and all of that. So an unfair judgment was made once upon a time and that judgment must be retracted. I'm told to say it again. An unfair judgment was made once upon a time and now the judgment must be retracted. A new understanding has to be formed in order for the change to be able to allow to, to come to, fru to fruition. So let me just read you guys one final card. I got to go. This is just, ooh, look at her. That's a whole lot of Buddha palms. <laughs> That's a whole lot of Buddha palms. All right. All right, we'll read number 18 since I pulled that out of the deck. Card number 18, Mother Fierce. Mother Fierce is your guardian. Nothing can penetrate the passionate fire of her fearless love. Your safety is assured, beloved. In the midst of any apparent challenge or threat, no matter how frightening it may seem and no matter how insecure you might feel, about taking a step on your spiritual path into more power. Know that you are safe, you are protected, you are loved. Beloved, you have been growing spiritually and sometimes this evokes responses from others. 
The responses may be loving and affirming, encouraging and validating. Many will choose to be inspired by your growth. Sometimes, however, lower vibrational responses will arise, which may be fearful, insecure, jealous, or angry. These responses arise to that, uh, so that they can be healed. The healing for you is in how you choose to allow yourself to shine and not be, not be diminished by the healing process of another. For the other, their healing is their journey and you have offered them a great service. Know that you do not need to be afraid, nor do you need to hold yourself back out of fear. There's nothing that escapes the notice of beloved mother Kuan Yin as a divine mother of fierce passion, compassion, and protection. She sees all, knows all, and blesses all. She can lift you beyond your fear and threat into a place of unity with divine love that secures you against any would-be threat and delivers you into peace. For you to benefit from the most, uh, for you to benefit the most from her protection, you need to trust in her light and realize that she is shining through your own inner light and that she and you are one in truth. From this perspective, you can realize that you always have the right to say no to any energy of fear or doubt that seeks to cause you harm. You can say no to anything, really. You can. You can say no to anything. And when you carry the authority within you, not, um, not simply speaking declarations, but embodying the authority, everything has to listen to that authority. Card number 37, the Lotus Throne. The same Lotus wisdom that enlightens beloved Kuan Yin and all spiritual masters is the very same Lotus light within your own heart. It can take courage to trust your own inner light to ascend the throne of your own inner spiritual authority, especially if the light of others around you seems more powerful than your own. You're being asked to trust this inner guidance above all others now. Have faith in your own heart. Know that you are divine. There are times on the path that we greatly benefit from the assistance of others. In fact, these times are almost always. A true spiritual master, teacher, guru, guide, or healer has the same role. To connect you with conscious awareness of your own inner light so that you may come to realize the spiritual power, authority, and beauty that you are in truth is the same spiritual power authority and beauty that you may see and honor in them. This is about seeing other people's reflections, okay? Now, spirituality, spiritual teachings takes it into a more negative type of aspect where if you get irritated with someone, you're seeing something irritating about yourself. Well, guess what? A positive aspect of this also exists. When you see the beauty in someone else, that's your own beauty you are witnessing existing outside of you. You are seeing a reflection of a beauty that you don't have the courage yet to really accept about yourself. Sometimes we might need an external guide to help us make that connection. Sometimes we are closer to our own divine wisdom than we consciously realize, and yet we fall into a habit of believing that others may know more of what is good or true for us than we do ourselves. For those of you who continue to listen to other people as they dictate to you what you should think, how you should live, who you should be around, what relationships you should have, they don't know anything. 
in comparison to how much you know yourself and your needs. And just because you choose to believe that you don't know what you want doesn't mean you actually don't know. It doesn't mean you actually don't know. Sometimes out of habit and conditioning, it's just easier to see this divine light in others than within our own heart. This oracle comes to guide you, to guide you to trust that your own inner teacher is growing stronger, that you have more spiritual wisdom than you may have previously acknowledged, and that you will benefit greatly from heeding your own heart's guidance at this time. What does your heart tell you? And again, it's like this sense, I don't know who needs to hear this. It's this sense that your heart has been telling you that you basically are in love with somebody. I don't know who I'm talking to at this point. I don't know if I'm speaking to a cross watcher or if I'm speaking to you guys. Someone is in love to a degree that this will not go away. It's never going to go away. That feeling is never going to go away. No amount of time is going to pass and you not feel it to the intensity that you feel. This is about souls who have been separated. This is a separation. This is something to do with energy. This has something to do with souls. This is a very, very intense reading. Let me see. Hold on. Um, Michaela says that I had posted something from years ago. Let me see. What did I post? Said that I just reshared it recently. Then you come around. Okay. Oh, poetry. The silent symposium of separated souls creates a depth of feelings that only poetry could ever begin to try and explain. And the poem is, I feel you deep within my belly like the essence of you entered my secret spaces, leaving behind a residue of longing for your return. I crave you in ways unknowable to men. I crave the whisper of your heart. I crave the feel of your soul. I crave you in ways of ancient cities filled with secrets untold. Someone craves you. That's a type of addiction you're not going to get over. So why don't you just have a conversation so that you can get a better understanding and maybe release some of the things that you've been holding on to so tightly. This is a very, very sad feel. It has a very, very sad feeling to it. Almost like a devastation, a crumbling of potentialities not even realized. Michael says to read the poem again. I feel you deep within my belly, like the essence of you entered my secret spaces, leaving behind a residue of longing for your return. I crave you in ways unknowable to men. I crave the whisper of your heart. 
I crave the feel of your soul. I crave you in ways of ancient cities filled with secrets untold. This is something that's existed for a very long time. I'm sure it predates this specific life. If you're talking about craving you in ways of ancient cities filled with secrets untold, these are lost civilizations. This is something that has existed since before civilizations that have been lost to us were lost. It's how do you recover from that? You don't. You just don't. So then comes the reality that I think someone is coming to a realization of the actual gravity of you. I'm hearing, I'm being told missteps were made to correct the path. And it's almost like the missteps were the very things that helped to correct the perception like a separation was necessary in order for a true, deepened, ripened fruit of understanding could be offered to the gods of Gnosis that internal God that knows, knows the gravity of the way this electron orbits the proton, these covalent bonds. It's like, I mean, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. I don't know how else to explain it, but this is something far more profound than, than what a human brain could easily comprehend. This has so many layers of nuance, so many different shades of colors, intensities, and textures to it, that unless you already exist in the depths, like bathypelagic zone deep, where the sun no longer has the ability to penetrate into that depth, such an absolute darkness. I don't know that you'd be able to understand. Michael's reminding me of my favorite poem. Well done. I love this poem. Um, it is by Mr. Neruda. I read this poem to you guys every once in a while. <laughs> I laugh. My phone is not loading. <laughs> okay, let me just. <clears throat> it's one of the sonnets he wrote. Mr. Pablo Neruda. I do not love you as if you were salt rose or topaz or the arrow of carnations the fire shoots off. I love you as certain dark things are to be loved in secret between the shadow and the soul. I love you as a plant that never blooms but carries in itself the light of hidden flowers. Thanks to your love, a certain solid fragrance risen from the earth lives darkly in my body. 
I love you without knowing how or when or from where. I love you straightforwardly without complexities or pride. So I love you because I know no other way. Than this where I do not exist nor you. So close that so close that your hand on my chest is my hand. So close that your eyes close when I fall asleep. I love Neruda. Let me tell you. I mean, he I think he wrote that about his mistress, but let's just ignore that part. <laughs> let's just ignore that part. It's this like craving in a sense that only souls could understand right? So this is a process that's going to lead to a change and a change that is going to be life and consciousness altering. You have to lose your fear in, old, in order to hold on to your hope, right? You don't have enough room in your field anymore for both hope and fear to exist. Choose one. For me, I would rather the, the hope that leads to the gnosis, I would rather be with that than the fear. The fear keeps you stuck in the same place. Now, fear is not evil. Fear is necessary. It brings your attention to the things you need to pay attention to. And I've learned because of my life when I feel afraid of something, that's my soul telling me to run straight to it. To run as fast as I can, straight to it, through it, and past it. Because everything I could possibly ever want is waiting with arms wide open just behind that fear. So many circumstance in my life where I felt afraid and I ran straight to it. Can't say it didn't hurt. Can't say it didn't hurt. But every time the growth is profound, the pain is so deeply felt. And it's almost like this thing of when you feel that type of pain, it's a reminder of the depth at which you could live. And it only feels painful because you're not accustomed to the gravity of it, to the depth of it yet. And you acclimate. You become accustomed to your growth and it becomes your new norm. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing intrinsically evil or malicious about that. It's a process that creates the means to the end. And what's the end? The end of your suffering. Pain is not suffering. Pain is a sensation. We've been convinced that pain is suffering. Suffering is suffering. Suffering can be a result of pain. But suffering and pain are not the same thing. When a mother births her child, that's pain. That's a pain like no other. Would I categorize that as suffering? No. I would categorize that as the impetus to my growth. With every child that's born, 
a new mother is born right along with it. If you have one child, you're that mother. When you have a second child, you become a different mother. A third child, a different mother. A fourth child, a different mother. You get the point. Every time you are reborn into yourself in your life, you become a new mother for yourself once again. This is such a profound reading. I hope that it reaches the ears that need to hear it. And I hope whoever needed to hear it find some type of consolation. I hope your pain does not become your suffering. And I hope your suffering is silenced with your peace. Truly. Truly. I could never celebrate someone's suffering or pain in that way. Mm -mm. So... You guys, I still have the raffle going on. I should probably talk about it more. Um, with this raffle, it's a really profound opportunity. It's a two-hour meditation experience with me. I'm going to have a very talented producer who is very well-versed in energetic work and frequencies write the winner a song just for them. This is going to be a track created just for you. And we're going to do a meditation where I'm going to work on your entire morphogenetic template. I'm going to do all the activations, corrections, repairs that are necessary. We're going to go ahead and have time to talk very much in depth about whatever you want to talk about. It only takes a dollar to enter the raffle. And with that, every dollar that you donate gets you an additional entry. Okay. Let me get you guys the link. I will comment it in both live streams. This raffle is tentatively scheduled to end on April 22nd with a winner selected randomly on April 26th. And um, because I have so much stuff going on, I might push the raffle date back a little bit. I'm not. I'm not able to properly um, promote it. So, uh, and if, in case you guys are wondering what that raffle money is going to be used for is stated, it's explained in the, in the um, link that I just posted. Uh, and I'll just tell you guys quickly, I'm trying to get together a team of professionals to help me very solidly, very beautifully and powerfully launch the SoulWorks Sanctuary Campus Project, okay? We're trying to build a campus, a physical, real-life campus, which will be an eco-village, and I'm trying to generate the funds to be able to hire the different contractors that specialize in the different fields. For now, we've brought on to the team a very, very talented, very, very talented, extremely cherished individual, and... Um, she's serving as the executive assistant, the secretary, <laughs> public relations, and booking agent. Uh, it's, it's an amazing, amazing time. We have so many projects in the works, and I hope you guys show up for all of it. Join me for all of it. If you cannot make any donations at this point right now, that's okay. I know you want to support me in whatever way you want. And one of the most powerful ways you can support me and all of this stuff that 
we're trying to do together is at the very least sharing out that link, share it out, post it on your social media, tag me in the post, whatever it takes, send it to people, text it to people, share it out as much as you can. If you're not able to donate, maybe you can go to your employer, present this to them. Whatever it takes, we can and we will do this. We can and we will. I know we will. I can feel it. I can feel change coming. I can feel the way the landscape of the human consciousness is changing. And that change is a beautiful change. We're going to bring peace into this world. Not because people are giving us permission, but because we each have that sovereign right, that sovereign authority to bring back our peace, to establish and sustain peace. Okay? So I want to focus on that. I want to focus on the ways in which we can grow and empower and do things together. I'm done focusing on what's wrong with the world. We all know what's wrong with the world. Now is a time for us to exist in a way where we are actively seeking and implementing change first within our lives and then together as a collective whole. This is the start of quite a few different projects and it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. It's going to create ripples of global change. I will not waver from that. Global change is the goal. I will not save anyone, but I will empower the shit out of you so that you can choose to save yourself. And that's just how it's got to be. So you guys, please give this video a thumbs up. If you haven't already subscribed, please do subscribe. Turn on that notification bell. Join me when I'm live. If you're on Facebook, please share this out. Give me a heart, not a thumb. I want the full heat of your love. I don't just want the smoke. <laughs> uh, share it out. Post it on whatever groups you want. I don't even care if people mark it as spam. Just keep sharing it. Share it, share it, share it. As many interactions as possible so we can juke that algorithm. If you are watching me on YouTube, share, 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 share. I know it's hard for us to share on YouTube, but you can go ahead and share it on social media. On top of that, if you have an existing channel, you can go ahead and help feature this video by posting in your community. There are so many different ways that we need to begin implementing to override the shadow ban they put on me. You know why they shadow ban me? Because they know I empower you. Fuck them. Let's empower you anyways. So y'all, let's override that shadow ban. The more you interact with the video, the more that shadow ban kind of gets undone. Comment as much as you want in the recording, whatever it is, just please, I need your support in overcoming that shadow ban so I can finally begin doing all the things that we are working on in the background, okay? I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing rest of your day. I will see you guys again tomorrow at church, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, right here. I love you guys. Bye, everyone.